When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. One more time. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter, or is it X? Or Threads? At Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. Joining me as always... The yin to my yang, the egg to my chicken, my longest relationship ever, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, how you feeling, man? Uh, I feel bad for you. Let's be honest. This is, uh, <laughs> this is like the longest relationship in your life. I have relationships. They're going to continue on. Uh, it's going to be fine. But you, Eddie, I feel bad. I was going to say, I may be getting the, uh, the good end of that deal. Yeah. The, you know, getting the, out while the getting's good. The, well, the getting, that, that definitely. Uh, you and Unfortunately, too short. I can't get half. Well, that's, uh, that, that is true. Uh, Eddie, it's great to see you. I don't know how many more times we will do this, uh, but this is fun. So uh, as you've heard, guys, at this point, uh, 104.9 The Horn, uh, moving to 101.9. Uh, don't know exactly. You know, you know when Tom Cruise is out there with the, with the goldfish and Jerry Maguire, and he's like, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Right. We actually don't know who's coming with me. Uh, and so with a little bit of limbo in the air about what's happening and, and when's the next time you're going to hear uh, the sweet, sweet sounds of Eddie Cross. Uh, and so today, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a, uh, a celebration. Uh, there's going to be some callbacks, I'm sure, to some old times, Eddie. Um, I wish I wish I had prepared a two questions for you. I don't have a two questions. Uh, I wish I had You'll a take it or leave it. I don't have a take it or leave it. Uh, but it's uh, but it's good. So you guys, you can follow us. You can always, you'll still always be able to follow us at Fight Night ATX. Uh, Eddie has been great about uh, you know posting, and uh, Eddie, I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming you'll continue to post a little bit, right? I can post some uh, my random fight thoughts every now and then. I don't post much on my own Twitter or Threads or Facebook. Your 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 yeets is that what they're called now? I I'm basically a ghost, Jordan. These yeah, days, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I will randomly throw my thoughts out there, and I still don't uh, worry with trolls because it's just my thought. I don't care about your conversation, but that's how I live. <laughs> and and that's great for engagement, isn't it? You deal with trolls, you deal with me. So yeah, exactly. Which is always good, uh, Eddie. Let me tell you something. Uh, you you know I like to dabble. Let me tell you something, brother. I like to dabble in sports cards a little bit, right? Yeah, it's fun. And, uh, and and UFC just released a new set of uh, of cards. They're they're oh, UFC really? Select, and uh, as what you makes can them imagine, special? Uh, they're just new. They they came out last Friday, and uh, and I bought a couple boxes of uh, of UFC Select cards. This is last year I did really well. I, I pulled a Khabib auto to ninety nine, and uh, so there's Ooh. only 99, 99 that exist, right? And okay. and so I was like, you know, what? let me let me try my luck again, and uh, I bought a few boxes. And let me tell you. A few boxes. I killed it. I did yeah. great. Uh, these, are, these, these, these are the autos that I got. 
uh, a George St. Pierre. Okay. Pretty good. Another Khabib. Can't get much better. Another Khabib. Yeah. Then we got a, uh, I'll show you, an Ian Gary. Let's see. Ian Gary, which is cool okay. because it's, uh, you know, Ian Gary on the rise, up and comer. Right. He's a hot uh, prospect right now. That's a good one, right? I that got a, good one. a uh, Israel Adesanya oh. to 25 with a, uh, with a piece of uh, fight-worn gear. Pretty cool. Okay. And then the crown, the crown one that I got. Uh, who, Let no, me, wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me. Don't so tell Bo me. Nickel, I'll tell you. Bo no, Nickel oh. is the most important. Like, he's the biggest rookie in this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's the biggest autograph, everything. I did not pull a Bo Nickel, okay? Okay. You got a John Jones with a piece of a rolled-up dollar bill. I did not. That still has a little residue on it. No, did not get that. No? Oh. You got part of Chell Sonnen's prison uniform. That would be uh, not as exciting, but no, I did not get that either. Oh. Um, um, all right, tell me. I got a, in the last box I opened, it's a uh, Shavkat Rachmanov auto. Oh. Which is pretty awesome because this is the nice. first time that Shavkat has signed any cards. Yeah. And uh, and so I've already seen them sell for you know quite a bit of money, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, and of course, you've got to sell them now because if they, you don't, they're just going to go down. Um, we think Shavkat's right. going to be awesome, but the hype—they'll never pass the hype that we have right now. So, uh, pretty fun, pretty cool. Uh, I will say that my birthday is coming up. So you want some? You want about some? A month. You want some sports cards? About a month, you know. Yeah, I don't Ooh, know. I would love to see Eddie get back into sports cards. We could have been—we could have been doing a sports card UFC podcast this whole time. Dude, my heart got broken as a well in college because the Guadalupe River flooded and just ruined my whole uh, football card collection. I'm talking 88, 89, 90, 91 rookie cards. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith. You know how much a Deion Sanders rookie would go for right now? And the Guadalupe just washed it all away, turned it into basically a mush. Yeah. I could have retired off some of that I stuff. F- I feel bad for you. Uh, Eddie, let Thank me tell you. So I was in Las Vegas the last two weeks. Let me tell you a little story. One of my friends. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One of my friends. Uh, I would have told you to put five bucks on black for me. Well, I, I would, we'll get to those in a little bit. And I, uh, I asked. So one of my friends was driving around Las Vegas. And there okay. was a place where there was a uh, lights that were out. Okay. So you know how like lights are out and they're blinking? The okay. etiquette, right, if people pull up to it, is that one car goes, one car goes, one, you know, and, you, and that's the mm-hmm. etiquette to go. And, right. uh, and so they were, pull, maybe, and they were pulling into, maybe it was a four-way stop sign, so don't quote me on it, uh, but they were pulling into like a shopping area, and my, my buddy was up to a car, the car on the right had the right of way, so he went first, and then the second car trailed right behind him, oh. quickly, and so he kind of like gave him a little honk, and like, what are you doing, and, uh, oh, don't honk, and it turns out that they were going to this, almost to the same place, so they parked, and they were walking in. And, uh, and the guy said, hey, um, hey, you know, he had cooled off a little bit. He was upset, too, that the guy, like, went. He's like, hey, man, sorry. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe you didn't see it. I, maybe you didn't see me there. Sorry about that. We'll see you later. Uh, and and uh, the guy was like, oh, I, you know, I'm just a hothead sometimes, too. So sorry about that. Uh, Las Vegas, guess who it was who he ran into? Because when you find Should out who, night. who it was, that's MMA, who it was, it could have gone very worse based on some comments that he's made before. Uh, to Joe Rogan or other people as well. Sean Strickland. He saw Sean Strickland. It was Sean Strickland oh. driving the car. And, you know, you hear Sean Strickland out there just being like, oh, I can't wait for a guy to cut me off. I can go kill him. I want to kill a person. And uh, we're like, well, Dude, you know, that's, you got to be careful if, out there. If I realized it was Sean Strickland I was in a road rage incident with, I would just wet myself. Just keep driving. Okay. 
I would look the look on my face would be worse than you with Greg Hardy. One of the fav- one of our favorite moments of the show. I thought that would come up at some point tonight. So yeah, uh, one yeah, of our favorite I mean, moments there. Uh, I, mean, I would need a towel. There we go. And a change of underwear. Yeah, he said uh, he's like you know he cooled down. So Eddie, let's uh, let's talk about you. Uh, what what's going on with you? Well, as everyone was uh, just itching to know, and just in time for this saga to come to an end, the couch saga is almost over. I finally sold my couch. Um, lady at work was uh, getting divorced and needed some furniture. I'm like, hey, I've got a couch. It's great for napping. It's huge. You'll love it. Didn't get as much as I wanted to, but um, apparently I was overpricing it in the first place. But I made the mistake of being nice and helping her move it. And holy crap, dude, I, every time I do something like that, Mother Nature rises up and slaps me and says, you're 45. And I tweaked my back Saturday. It was like noon Saturday. So like the rest of Saturday and all Sunday, I'm just in the recliner, immobile. I didn't do crap the rest of the weekend. Well, at least but you, on the plus side, I got my garage back. Yeah, and you got to watch some fights. I did. That's exciting. Although, honestly, by the time I uh, recovered and realized that the fights were on, I got there just in time to see Paul Craig getting his hand raised. Yeah. Let's talk. But luckily, it was ESPN Plus, so I could go back and watch the rest. Nice. Let's talk UFC London. Eddie, I told you I was in Las Vegas, and uh, I was feeling a little frisky. Right? I don't, I don't get to Las Vegas every so I will tell you, Dana White put a post on his, uh, on his Instagram about a pop-up burger place on... Uh, at the at the Red Rock, and so my my brother in law and I went. We decided we would go to the uh, to the casino and we'd go stand in line and get a burger, which was fun. And uh, so I did that. Are you allowed in, in a casino? I am in a lot of casino. But while I was there, I was like, hey, you know what? I should just make uh, make some bets. That'll be fun. And so I went back and forth on like, what should I do? The degenerate that I that I try to be, uh, and I bet five dollars. I really wanted to, you know, get crazy. Uh, I ended up betting $35 total over the week. Uh, but I bet, a, I bet a big parlay over. And uh, the crux of my parlay was that Pani Kianzad was going to beat Ketlin Vieira. She did not. She lost that match. But in that one, I had... Uh, How is that even included? I had... So I had Pani. I had uh, Mahmoud Maradov. I had Joel Alvarez. I had... Leron, Lerone Murphy, I had Nathaniel Wood, and I had Tom Aspinall. Wow. And uh, so it was, I mean, it was, it was, oh, I also had Inouye in his fight, which is, uh, this, I think, tomorrow morning. And yeah, it's uh, Tuesday, yeah. That was just a gimme. But, uh, and so anyways, I, I'd lost that one. And then I was like, you know, maybe I should make a couple more. So I made another one with uh, that uh, Danny I'm Roberts. I'm you didn't bet on Brian Barberina. Uh, I, I didn't know. I bet on, uh, on Muk- M- M- Muradov. I yeah. thought he was going to be good. Yeah, that- that surprises me. And then, uh, so then I was like, you know, maybe I'll do one where you've got uh, Danny Roberts and Johnny Parsons won't go the distance. Uh, I, that, uh, uh, what was the other one? That Molly McCann would win and that Tom Aspinall would win. I lost that one with Molly. Man, just like in your real life, you were being let down by the ladies. I was, I was indeed. And then I was like, okay, let me just, let me do one last one. And actually, so then at the last one, I was like, okay, let's go. Uh, Danny Roberts and Johnny Parsons under, so under two and a half minutes. Molly McCann and uh, Stoliarenko under two and a half minutes, and then Tom Aspinall under one and a half minutes. 
picked up that one, and then oh, I put, then I put one down. And I put twenty dollars on uh, Tom Aspinall to win in the first. So Dude, you were feeling yourself. In the end of the day, I won uh, twenty seven dollars, and I took that twenty seven dollars, <laughs> Eddie, and I put and it, you paid for your brother's lunch, and I put it on the over on BYU. So I, I have that they're going to win over five and a half games. Although oh, okay. I, I don't feel great about it. What's the odds? Uh, it's like it was it was plus money actually. It was like minus one forty on. Uh, so they're they're expected to. But like as I go through the games, I'm, I'm saying we lose to Texas. I think we lose to. Uh, gosh, Oklahoma's not good, but we definitely could lose to Oklahoma. Oklahoma they definitely State have better talent. Uh, Texas Tech, close. I think we. That's, that's close. Iowa State. I hope we beat Iowa State. I yeah, hope we beat thing. Kansas. I hope we beat. We've got Sam Houston and we got like Southern Utah. And then uh, there's that's four, and there's uh, there's a couple other that I feel good about. I don't have the schedule. Utah in front of State. Me. No, we don't play Utah State this year. No, we don't okay. play Utah. But there's a there's a couple other what? ones. No Holy War. No, they're not this year. Not happening. So. Oh man. So yeah. So anyways, we let it ride. I'll, I'll tell you what happens in December. Uh, I'll, I'll right. send you a text. So Eddie, let's talk. Let's talk Tom Aspinall versus Marching Tybura. Uh, what a great performance Dude. by Tom Aspinall. We knew that was going to happen. Yes. I thought I was, I was nervous about him finishing in the first, not enough that I wouldn't bet on it, but that, I, I kind of thought like maybe Tom Aspinall coming back from a year off where he, you know, the scene of the crime where he hurt his knee against Curtis blades a year ago. I thought that he might have, you know, a feeling out process, right? He did not need that. His feeling out process lasted about 10 seconds. And next thing you know, he's bouncing around like he's a bantamweight and, I'm look up, I look up, I'm like, he thinks he's Cyril gone. He was just quick and light on his feet. He was in, he was out, he was hard to hit. And next thing you know, he's just dropping bombs on Marcin Tabura, Marcin Tabura. And he looked really good in the minute and 13 seconds that we saw him. Well, uh, well I knew right away when Marcin Tabura was just like putting his head down and throw these like looping, like just prayers of a shot. That he was in some trouble, and this fight was going to go over very quickly. I was, I was very happy, right, that I had made that bet when I did, uh, that it was going to finish to the first. Uh, but a great performance, but an expected performance. Like, we did not expect going into this fight that uh, if, if he had some trouble with Marcin Tybura, we knew that was going to be a problem. Tybura's ranked 10th, doesn't have any really big signature wins. Uh, Tom Aspinall ranked 5th going into the fight. And it was really going to be a test of Tom Aspinall. Was his knee going to survive? Was he going to uh, be able to live up to that pressure? And he, and he passed with flying colors. Yeah, and like I said, it's a fight he should have won, but you didn't know what Tom Aspinall you were going to see. And the fact that he didn't come out there with like any kind of brace or anything on his knees, too, that surprised me. And just his movement was just like he was never there. It's actually better than before. And he said he wanted to come out and have a performance that would make John Jones take notice. And he had to have. Now, the question is, is he ready? Does he think he's ready? And will Jones stick around? Yeah, that's a great question. So after the fight, he called out. Uh, so he called out the winner. So he said, I, I'm going to be at UFC Paris. I want the winner of Cyril Gunn versus Sergey Spivak. Now, I don't know if you know this, Eddie, but he already has a win. He had a first round TKO win over Sergey Spivak. Uh, back in 2021, dismantled him. Not not a not a very close fight. Uh, gone, just lost to the champion. Didn't look great. I think this was a blown call. And I, and I put this on Twitter right after the fight. I said, look, he, this is not the fight. The, the fight is Sergey Pavlovich. Sergey Pavlovich is coming off of a win over Curtis Blades. Uh, Sergey Pavlovich is a guy who has looked like a monster 
uh, so far. And so I, I don't know. Was it was it on purpose that that Tom Aspinall avoided that uh, that conversation at all cost, or did he just kind of have an oversight? And that's why I wonder if he thinks he's ready, because you know the winner of Gone and uh, uh, Spivak will basically be ranked number two. So he wants to face number two. So I guess either he thinks it's a foregone conclusion that Pavlovich is next, or he feels that he needs maybe just one more step before he gets to the top. Yeah, but the problem is, right, let's say that you fight the winner of Cyril Gaon versus uh, Sergey Spivak, and that person is ranked number two. The problem is is that this fight with John and, and Stipe is happening in November. And if Sergey's going to get that fight... Let's say let's say that you know John six wins and six around, and Sergey gets that fight. That's going to be a ways away. He's going to have to fight a couple more times, just based based on the calendar. He's got to face fight a couple more times. It just depends on how quickly the gone uh, Spivak winner comes comes out of it, or well, how well they come out of it. You actually don't want them to come back fast. You don't want a quick turnaround because you know at least November, and then you got Sergey, and that's going to be five or six months down the road. I mean, when's the last time John Jones fought twice? In a year. Right. I'm saying if they turn around quickly, then you got, you got more to, to do because they will be ready. You'll be ready. You probably have to fight someone. But if, they take, if they, uh, someone's injured, the winner of that has to take a while, then you can kind of slow play it and just check the calendar. My best advice, though, for Tom Aspinall is be available for a backup because with Jones and Stipe, you never know what's going to happen, especially with John Jones. And be ready just in case someone's needed in November. Same advice would obviously go to uh, Sergey Pavlovich. Be ready. He it does would. not have a fight on, on the horizon right now. So uh, same advice would be to him. But I would assume that he would get one soon if he's not going to be next. But oh, he, I mean, he, sh- he should be fighting a number one contender fight. If, that's, if, if he's not fighting for the title next, he's fighting a number one contender's fight. Uh, against, I mean, it, it should be. I, I, don't th- I think they go Tom Aspinall. I think they go Sergey uh, Pavlovich. And they do it. In a uh, maybe not the co-main event at MSG, maybe you put it somewhere on that card. You put the same night and you get those heavyweights and you, you get John Jones, knowing Ooh. that 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 guy is there in the building. That'd be nice. I like that. Great job as a fantasy booker, John. Yeah, I, I do my best. Uh, so just going through the rest of the card. I mean, the card was fun. Uh, Stoli Ranko, that was a big surprise. She was not good. Uh, Molly McCann, that was frustrating uh, to see that, especially as someone who had a ticket with Molly McCann on it. Uh, Nathaniel Wood got a good win. Paul Craig moving down to 185 pounds from 205. Man, and, and they had the most intense face-off in the ooh, cage. I did like that. And beating a guy who was Oof. ranked. Andre Muniz went to this fight ranked fourth. So, or 14th, excuse me, 14th. And uh, so a, a, good, a good fight. And uh, really impressive to see uh, Paul Craig. Afterwards, he's out there calling out Bo Nickel. I like it, but I, I'm also, is it too much too soon for Bo Nickel? Yeah, it feels kind of kind of weird, a guy Paul Craig's age and experience calling out basically a rookie. I know he's a big name rookie, but he's still a rookie, and it just feels kind of uh, icky. But if there's so much hype <laughs> around him, weird? you just do it, right? You you just there he, is. You just uh, you want to run that hype train, and you want to take you know he wants all the smoke. Yeah, but then I remind myself that Bo Nichols like 27 or something. True. So it's not like he's not like he's 19. So it's not that big a deal. Yep. But it just at first thought, it just feels weird just because of the experience level. Yeah, there were some fun fights on it. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, there were some good wins 
four. Joel Alvarez, that was a good win. I mentioned Mahmoud Muradov getting that win over Brian Barberina. Ketlin Vieira. But did you see the opener? Yeah. Filo versus Jafel, Filo versus, yeah. Oh, man. That one was just back and forth in the three and a half minutes that it lasted. You thought this thing was about to be over. Flips on its head. Fun fight. Should have got a bonus. Yeah. Uh, one thing that uh, since I was gone last week and, uh, and you spent some time with, uh, with Stu and Justin, I'm going to just take – I listened to some of it, Eddie, but I'm going to take a guess that you guys did not talk about Marina Buena Silva fighting uh, Holly Holm and beating Holly Holm. You would finally win a bet on the ladies right there. Yes. Uh, but, uh, and so you, you wonder, like, what's, what's next for the Bantamweight division? Obviously, we don't have a champion. Ketlin Vieira getting the win over Pani Kianzad. Uh, she, you know, she puts herself up in the mix, but I don't think enough. I think she is ranked, what, she's ranked fourth. And so that was a good win for her. Uh, but you've got Juliana Pena. Uh, you got Rocky Pennington. Uh, Marina Buena Silva, she's trying to get herself in the mix as well. Um, but that win, a great win over Holly Holm. It sounds like they're going to do Rocky versus Juliana. There is a history there. They had a they had some of a uh, a little bit of an issue when they were on the Ultimate Fighter back in the day. Uh, but it does seem like Marina Buena Silva versus Ketlin Vieira. That may be something that's fun, and that's something that you could do, you know, as a number one contenders fight to find out, like, hey, what do we do next? Uh, I think that's a perfect idea, and it also be great if you could put that on the same card. Yeah, that makes that would make sense as well. So, uh, but yeah, that that was just the one thing I wanted to mention from from last week's card that uh, you know that that was out there that Marina Bonasova did look good, and that would be an opportunity for her to uh, to fight and and get a win there. So yeah, it's probably too quick to put both of those on the uh, the September sixteenth card, but that would have been cool. Yeah, that, I don't think that happens, but that well, I mean, where's Ketlin Vieira from? Uh, Brazil and I think Marina Buena Silva is also Brazil so uh, yeah. not a lot of ties to Mexican Independence Day Eddie that's no, uh, but you know. I'm just saying you have a women's title fight at the top it would have been cool to have uh, more women uh, right there I'll, I'll give you that okay doesn't always have to be about the nationality well I mean it's, it's Mexican Independence Day that's what they're doing they're putting Mexicans on the fight card for fun and that, that's what uh, that's what we're trying to do out here Eddie oh yeah all right, let's you know talk. I love it when the hometown fans get the, get their pop. Yeah, let's talk a little bit of boxing. I, I saw Cambosis. He won a decision, uh, but there's also some other boxing this week. Yeah, that one was a little iffy. And let me tell you, um, oh, uh, the guy who was fighting, um, I forgot his name. That's on my head. He was throwing some nasty elbows in there. Uh, I thought he won the fight, but he deserved to lose just for throwing those elbows. I see and he that. deserved to lose his belt. Or at least for disqualifications. But also, by the time you guys hear this, uh, the number one pound-for-pound boxer, the monster, Nalia Inouye, will have moved up to challenge the U.S.'s Stephen Fulton for his unified WBC and WBO Super Bantamweight titles. That's happening Tuesday morning. They should make the ring walks for the main event somewhere around 8 a.m. So if you're probably going to miss that like I am because that's uh, my drive time to work. Uh, yeah, some of us go to the office. The monster is a big, uh, big favorite. If you're wondering, minus three fifty. He, he is a big it. favorite. He is. But there's there's a little debate. Some people think that maybe he shouldn't be because he is stepping up in weight. Yes. So there are weight classes for a reason. So we'll see what happens. But it should be fun. And somehow, in a way, suckered Fulton into defending his two belts in Japan. He's American. He's defending his belts on Inoue's home turf. Uh, must have been some big bucks involved. Because there's also some, uh, some thoughts about how they wrap their hands and they get away with a few things back home in Japan, which 
can contribute to how hard Inouye hits. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. And But if you don't get to see it, ESPN Plus will be replaying it all day Tuesday. Yeah, no, I will definitely watch. That'll be, uh, that'll be a fun to watch. So, Eddie, that's boxing. That is UFC London. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here, right now on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. We will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? Without you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Welcome back to Fight Night on 1049 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. And you know, Jordan, here in my new place, uh, the way that these lights are set up, there is such a glare off the top of my head. It's like, it's like looking into the moon right above my head. It looks like it. I mean, it, I can see a glare. I mean, I, I'm, I'm being blinded. Yeah, you put on some glasses. Um, now, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, you and me. But after we recorded a couple weeks ago, has it been that long? Wow. Yeah. Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou announced finally that they will be facing off at the end of October in Saudi Arabia. What's up with that? Yes, so Eddie, you mentioned this a little bit to Stu last week. So this is what we do know, that when Francis Ngannou announced that he had signed with the PFL, that the boxing was still to come. And we know that he was talking to Tyson Fury. We know that he was actually talking to Deontay Wilder, uh, Anthony Joshua. These were different conversations that were having. Dana White tried to jump in the mix, tried to steal Tyson Fury right from under his, from under his feet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because they don't, but they don't do fights like that. They Those don't do gimmick fights. That, that's true. But the good news is, is that Gimmick Promotions, which I don't know if you know this, is, uh, is actually uh, Francis Ngannou's promotion company. Gimmick Promotions. It's a, a great jab. Is, uh, is actually putting on promoting this along with Tyson Fury, top rank. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou, October, I think it's 28th, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Ten rounds, f- official fight, not for any belts, uh, but exciting nevertheless. Now, not exciting about what's going to happen. He's gonna get knocked. He's gonna get knocked out, or he's gonna lose. It's not gonna be very close. It's not gonna be fun. Uh, Most it, likely, it's a big money grab. We we saw mm-hmm. Mayweather McGregor. We were there before. Um, but it is what it is. This is a, this is good for Francis Ngannou. Uh, this is good for. Um, I don't know if it's good for other people in, in MMA to see that they can get this kind of money. Um, I'm it's actually, great for them. What are you talking about? You have to be Francis, though. You're not going to get some some bum off the street and who's going right. to walk in here. Uh, and show, but it, what it should show is that if you are someone like the baddest man on the planet, that you can go get money somewhere else. But if you it are, should show them that if they uh, would band together and get rid of these restrictive UFC contracts, they might be able to go out and do some things before they reach Francis' status. But if they keep just sticking to themselves and having the, uh, the lone fighter mentality, it'll never happen. Yeah, it's interesting. So uh, I, I did hear you and Stu and uh, and Justin talk about this a little bit. You guys talk about the money that that Francis is going to make, and he is going to make money. He is going to make oh, yeah. money. Uh, you twenty had to thirty million probably twenty or thirty million. Uh, by far, he is going to make more money 
than he would make than staying in the UFC. I do think it's a little disingenuous when people say uh, that, oh, he's, you know, comparing it to what he made in his last fight, which we know was $600,000, because that's not what the UFC offered. And we know what the UFC offered him. And so that's, you you could say, hey, they're comparing it to the $8 million. Sure. But he's still going to make more. Now, we do know the reason he's going to make more, uh, which is interesting because it's in Saudi Arabia. And, mm-hmm. and we don't need to get into the logistics of that and the blood money that comes from that. And, and no, we don't like it when the WWE goes there or other boxers go there. Uh, but you go there for money. And uh, right. he's getting the bag. And so you got to celebrate that reason. Uh, it's funny when he talks about like the press conferences that are happening. Uh, they're definitely not doing a press conference in the United States. Uh, Tyson Fury can't come here, uh, allegedly. <laughs> and uh, so we're not going to have right. it really promoted here. If you notice, that's, they never mentioned that. it here. So uh, the Daniel Kinahan story is still uh, kind of top of mind. Got some uh, gangster ties. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. I, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised that he's only making 20 to $30 million. You think about McGregor, who made $100 million when he boxed. Um, Floyd made $300 million, So obviously there's a lot more money that was in, in the pot in general. Uh, but it does, I, I figured that you know Francis could make Quite, you know, quite a bit more, especially the the purses that uh, that they're 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 giving in Saudi Arabia. So I, I was actually a little bit disappointed in that. Having said well, that, it all depends on the pay per view. Sure. I don't know what the guaranteed uh, yeah, bottom. I, I don't know. And uh, Francis won't talk about it. Making, Francis yeah. has been asked that he won't talk about it. Uh, having said that, twenty million, thirty million, it's life changing money. It, great job. It's more than he would get mm-hmm. in the UFC. Um, and that's in one night. In and one that night. has nothing to do with what he's going to get from PFL too. Yeah, I, I, for me, we're, we're, you and I, unfortunately, not going to get a chance to kind of see this one out. Uh, jury's still out for me on the PFL signing, right? Uh, just who we can. I mean, we're now hearing more rumors of of the PFL uh, signing Bellator. That sounds like they are the team that the people Bellator, are yeah. going to buy Bellator. And so the, maybe you can see a fight there. Do I care really about Francis versus Ryan Bader? I don't. That That is not an exciting fight. Uh, the winner of Francis uh, versus Fabricio Verdun versus Junior Santos, who are fighting in bare knuckle. Uh, I don't love that. The only real person out there uh, is Phil DeFries, the KSW champion. And uh, and that would be something that I would be interested in. Uh, that's because you are a big nerd. But that's okay. But, but, that's why I like you. Yeah. There's just a, uh, there's but not those people, other names. Those other names are going to bring a lot more people than DeFries. But he is... Um, Maybe more qualified, maybe more deserving. Yeah, I just don't like. I don't like Francis going over there and fighting cans. And, and I hate to say it, D- JDS at this point in his career is a can to Francis. So right. is, so is Verdum. That's okay, because the point is the dollars and the eyeballs. Unfortunately, what do you think happens if um, you know? Never mind. I'm not even going to bring that. Right, up. Let's that, let's keep going. We got we got limited time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bad news on the light heavyweight front. UFC champion Jamal Hill ruptured his Achilles and had to vacate the title. What's up with that? Yeah, it sounded like he was doing it playing basketball. There was like a Ugh. media and UFC fighter basketball game happening over International Fight Week. Uh, I saw the uh, the schmo there. I saw Daniel Cormier. He was one of the uh, captains. Jamal Hill was the other captain. It sounds like he, he kind of aggravated it, and then he heard it in training. That's what I hear. Uh, I haven't had that confirmed by anyone yet. But that, that's the, uh, the story, and I'm sticking with it. Uh, but so he did have to relinquish the belt. Obviously, uh, he, he was a, someone who's fortunate from Yuri Prohaska getting injured and relinquishing the belt. And so uh, I think Jamal Hill would have loved to say, hey, I'm going to keep the belt for, uh, for you know, until I'm back. But he kind of said, hey, uh, the Bushido, hey, that the right thing to do is uh, probably a little bit of coercing from the UFC. The right thing to do is, uh, is give uh, the belt back. Now, 
I would have thought that maybe the UFC would put this weekend's Jan Blachowicz versus Alex Pajeda as uh, uh, maybe the title fight. Maybe, maybe you run that. You put a title on that fight. Maybe you don't need to if you've already sold the tickets to, uh, to UFC 291. But maybe at least this is like the number one contender's fight. The winner should fight Yuri if Yuri's coming back soon. Agreed. And it seems like the UFC thought they were going to do it because they had released some information saying this was going to have two title fights on the card when really it was just a BMF title. So maybe they had plans, they had thought about it, and then changed their mind, like you said, because they're already getting the money from it. It's already sold out anyway. Who knows? But it will be kind of interesting to see if someone can actually grab this hot potato and hold on to it for more than, like, two months. Well, I mean, you wonder. I mean, you, you still, I mean, I don't know if you, you picked uh, Mago Ben and Kalayev to, to be the champion at the end of the year. Uh, but you think, I mean, he, this could still be a, a hot potato round. I mean, the, the light heavyweight is getting a little bit more interesting again. It really is. And Ankalaev, you got sitting there at, what, number two? And he hasn't fought since, uh, I guess, Ramadan? Well, he hasn't fought so, since Blahovich, right? Since that terrible fight. That was last year. Yeah. Um, but, hey, he's right there. He, he doesn't have anything lined up, does he? He doesn't. But you wonder, like, does the UFC, are they, he should be fighting in Abu Dhabi. We'll talk about that next. But uh, he should be fighting there. It's just interesting that the UFC is not happy with him still from that fight with Jan Blahovitz. Well, when it comes to um, paying the bills and getting the money, Dana will suck it up sooner or later. But while we're on the subject, tell us about Abu Dhabi. Yeah, so Dana White announced last week that uh, Abu Dhabi has a main card. It has a main event. It has a co-main event. Uh, It has uh, Islam Makachev is going to fight against Charles Oliveira too. Oliveira coming off that win over Benil Dariush. Uh, He's got so many good wins. He says that that fight that he had was a terrible 10 minutes. We will see. We will see if he actually can rebound, if he can figure some of the puzzle that Islam Makachev is. Uh, I I don't know. Islam is a a tough, tough test. But Oliveira has said the champion has a name, and it's Charles Oliveira. So we will see what happens there. In the co-main event, you've got Hamzat Shemaev fighting against Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa actually had a fight this week. Uh, for some reason, Dana announced it, never was actually signed, uh, versus Ikram Alaskarov. That fight is not happening. Alaskarov is actually going to fight Nasruddin Imavov. That's going to be on the UFC 294 card. That's uh, in Abu Dhabi as well. Uh, one other fight card that I just want to mention that wasn't announced by Dana, but it's already been announced, Mohamed Mokayev versus Tim Elliott. So that's a, uh, that's a fun one. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Kamara Usman got that uh, Hamzat fight. Because I thought that would have been really interesting. But, hey, Paulo Costa is going to make it fun. It's a great fight. Sure. It actually shows where Hamzat is in the division. Yeah, it will It will show. Um, now, while we're on the uh, subject of showing where you are in the division, um, tell us about Izzy and his title defense in Australia. Because talk about hot potatoes. That one's kind of bouncing around a little bit, too. Yeah, so who actually is going to get the, the fight is actually up in the air now. Uh, so we thought that Drickers Duplessis was going to get the fight after he defeated Robert Whitaker, especially the way that he did. Sounds like he went into that fight with a hurt leg, and he's not going to be able to bounce back in time. That fight is in September. I think September 11th is actually the time frame that it is. It's the week before the uh, that Cinco, or the uh, uh, of September fight. And uh, so Izzy says that uh, he's not fighting, so Sean Strickland, you're up next. Strickland said, hey, I got to get back into the gym. He's, you know, that win that he just had uh, up against uh, Abu, uh, he is going to, well, that was obviously a good win for him because it's now going to propel him into a title shot. So it sounds like it's going to be Izzy versus Sean Strickland. For is the that title. where Strickland was going when he cut off your friend? Maybe, maybe, he's going back, maybe back to the gym. Had to get to the gym. Got to work off those pounds. Um, last but not least, 
Actually, not even less. One championship has made a big announcement regarding the U.S. What's up with that? Yeah, so they're coming back to the U.S. for four more events. It's all going to air on Amazon. Uh, don't know where it is, right? They have a sp- very specific set of rules. And so right now, Colorado is the only rule or the commission that is going to allow those rules today. So I don't know if they're going to be all in Denver or, or Colorado or Broomfield or somewhere. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see where they go. It may, and maybe they'll just be able to get the other commissions to adopt the uh, the, the rules that they have. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. I'd love to see him come to Texas. I'd love to see him go to other places in the U.S. outside of Denver. I'd like to see them just change their rule set to uh, the unified rules. But we'll see if that happens. Not as far. I'd, I'd be surprised. Okay, and actually, last but not least, there's a big free agent out there. What's up with that? Yeah, so MVP Michael Venom Page. You might have saw him front row at UFC London this week. Well, they actually put him on camera. They put him on camera. He is a free agent. So not sure if he will sign with UFC. He does have matching rights with Bellator right now. Uh, But he's interested in finding out, you know, how much MVP is worth. He's a little bit on the older side of uh, of the good side of fighting. 35, 36. And so we'll see what happens with him next. But uh, MVP, stay tuned. Eddie, let me hit you with some new fights real quick. Uh, Umar Nurmagomedov is out of his fight against Corey Sanhagen in Nashville. Rob Font steps in. And uh, I, I, the other, other fight I wanted to just to mention, uh, Kaya, uh, Kaya Barayo versus Nursultan Ruzubov, uh, Ashley Yoder versus Emily Ducati, Kanako Murata versus Vanessa Demopoulos, and then Tyson Pedro versus Anton Turkulj. Uh, Eddie, that is new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. What's up with that? Eddie, the champ is here, and I'm not talking about the BMF belt, one of the greatest boxing matches that could even be made. This week is happening, Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence, July 29th, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, welterweight, this is going to be awesome, for the WBA Super, the WBC, the IBF, and WBO welterweight titles. It's for all the gold, Jordan. It's all for the gold. all the gold. I am excited. Undisputed. This is Undefeated. going to be a great fight. And, and not only this is going to be a great fight, Eddie, what a great like weekend of fights, right? It really is. Anything it else is. you want to add on, uh, on Spence Crawford? Man, first off, it's going to be the first undisputed welterweight champion in the four belts era. They call it the four belt, but there's five if you count the ring. Um, also on the card is Nonito Denaire. He's fighting in the, uh, for the vacant WBC Bantamweight title, the feature bout. And if you don't know, guys, both guys are undefeated. It's going to be a hell of a barn burner. The fact that they're fighting each other in their primes, or at least pretty close to their primes, is a big deal. And also, we got a pull for Spence because he's from DFW. There you go. Yeah, that's going to be a great – I mean, that, that's going to be bananas. That, that is an awesome fight. I am very excited for that one. Uh, then you got Bellator and, uh, and Ryzen. This is Super Ryzen 2. This is on Sunday. And, uh, and so you've got – this is – again, we have Bellator going head-to-head with, uh, with Ryzen fighters. Uh, yeah, you got Patricky Pitbull versus AJ McKee in the uh, lightweight Grand Prix quarterfinals. You got Kyoji Horiguchi going for the inaugural Bellator flyweight title. Um, his uh, original opponent had to be replaced, so he should win that one. Yeah. 
Uh, you got Veda Ortega being introduced to the Japanese audience. They're going to love her. She is just hard-nosed. Magomed Magomedov versus Danny Sabatello. That's a great one. I like that. Andre, Andre Koreshkov versus Lorenz Larkin. Those are pretty much just Bellator fights there. Yeah, it, that, it, then, so it's a Bellator and May card. And then they had the Super Ryzen card, which is uh, yeah. the Juan Archuleta fight. Yeah, Juan Archuleta is going for the vacant Ryzen Bantamweight title. Then you also have the vacant Ryzen Featherweight title. And Ryzen Women's Super Atomweight Championship, which you don't know, that's uh, about 108 pounds. Yeah. So that's yeah. fun. This will be fun. That's Sunday night. Yeah. And so before we get there, on Saturday night, going back to Salt Lake City. My people, you would think that I'm there. I was there you last should be month. there. I was there a week ago tonight. I went there. I flew out there for dinner. And, Why aren't you uh, going back? And then I flew home. Uh, Marla's going to be in Florida this week, so I, I don't get to uh, – I'm not going to the fights. And I got to prepare myself because I think I'm still going to Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul in a week. And, okay. uh, and so – but the main event, Eddie – a champion will be crowned, a new BMF Ooh. champion, and it's going to be crowned. It sounds like Jorge Masvidal is going to be there. He is going to put the belt around the waist of the winner. Oh, Dustin joy. Poirier versus Justin Gaethje, too. Dustin versus Justin. Eddie, this fight was so fun last time. And you think about, like, who are the most exciting guys in this division? You mm-hmm. got Dustin Poirier. You got Justin Gaethje. We love Michael Chandler. Uh, Tony Ferguson's always – lightweight has always been fun. It's always been the home of the BMFs, and now it they're has. putting the belt there to, uh, to, to, to prove it. Yeah, it's, this first time this fight happened was like, what, five years ago? And it's still one of those things that's just like stuck in our heads, how great it was. And both guys, you can say they, they both definitely improved, become a little more patient. Um, luckily, they haven't lost as many brain cells as we thought they could have by now. And the winner of this, I mean, there's even bigger stakes because the winner might be next in line for the lightweight title. So there's just gold all around. Stakes are as high as they can get. Yeah. And it's a pay-per-view main event. Yeah. Not very often, right, do one. we get main events that don't have a, I don't want to say a real belt on the line, but like a weight class you can say a belt, belt on the line. Uh, so, yeah, those guys fought back. You're exactly right, Eddie. It was July 28th, 2000, excuse me, it was April 14th, 2018. He actually okay. fought Eddie Alvarez on July 8th, 28th. Uh, so a little bit over five years. It was a fourth round TKO finish uh, in in the um, the fourth round. Gaethje actually got some lost a point because he had some eye pokes repeated. Uh, but uh, this is going to be a fun well, he fight. He got his. I cannot wait for this. Uh, in the co-main event, you got Jan Blachowicz, the former champion, fighting the middleweight former champion Alex Pajeda, welcoming him up to hundred or excuse me, two hundred and five pounds. Uh, you got to think that the winner of this fight is going to be the number one contender for the vacant belt. You have to think they have their foot in the door there. And really, when you look at him, I, don't, I still don't know how Alex Pajeda made 185. That dude is a giant. Yeah, I'm really okay. interested to see how he looks. Uh, I don't love, I don't love, I mean, I love Salt Lake. I love Utah. I don't know if I love, like, these fights happening. Uh, so much that I know that Derek Lewis was actually in Park City last week training uh, to, get a, to get acclimated to uh, all the uh, uh, to the, the altitude, the altitude yeah. right? My uh, my cousin that, yeah. sent me a picture with uh, with Derek Lewis last, I think, like middle of last week, and I was like, "Oh, he's already there for the fight." So Derek Lewis fighting is fighting Marcus Rogerio yeah. de Lima. Uh, so we'll see, see him taking it seriously. How yeah. these guys look? Uh, you got Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fighting Michelle Pajera. On paper, that just sounds nutty, right? You got guys <laughs> who are just yes. like both like both threats on the feet. It should be really interesting. Tony Ferguson versus Bobby. King Green, Eddie. This main card, like Ooh, even starting yeah. with Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Holland, 
There's so many fun fights on this fight card. Yeah, really. There won't be a takedown attempted after that Kiesa Holland fight. Yeah, and and it's interesting, you know. I want to see where Michael Kiesa is now. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous, obviously, for uh, for Tony Ferguson. You never know uh, what we're going to get with him at the, at this point in his career. Uh, should he beat Bobby Green? He's Tony Ferguson. Yes, he should. But he's also Tony Ferguson, so you have no idea. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Well so said. Uh, it'll be a fun card, Eddie. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, uh, overall, it's going to be great. So, uh, Eddie, this has been fun. This has been fun. It there has. have been so many fun memories uh, over the years. I think we were just talking. And this is like 2014, 2013. Uh, you and I met at uh, at a Strike Force event of all places. A Strike Force event brought us together. All right, Strike Force Challengers. Strike Force yeah. Challengers in Cedar Park. Yeah, I remember that one well. I got a, a thing for it right up here on the wall behind me. I, and I was not credentialed, and I was just sitting there with MMANonstop.com. I did not have a credential there. And, and look at us now. We've been credentialed for over 10 years. We've been at so many fights together. Uh, I will You're miss, going to see Jake Paul. I will. I will miss seeing your sweet face your career. <laughs> every single week. Well, let's be honest. The, uh, oh, I don't think I told you. Eddie, I'm in the, in, in the McGregor deck documentary. I'm oh, in that's the, right. I'm in the first episode. Have you put that on your IMDb page? I haven't yet. I have not yet. Only Connor's on the IMDb, so I figured it would be weird if it was just me and him. Ah, that's fine. So, guys... Uh, stay tuned for the last time for Sports Guys Talking to Wrestling. Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons. We have been very proud to be the MMA show of Texas and to be the most dangerous show in Texas. Uh, check us out still, Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And as I tell you, stay safe, stay nice to each other, stay positive and love your life. And now we will thank you. Happy trails to you till we meet again.